Hey everybody and welcome back to Life on the Vine. I am Jackson and unfortunately I am not here with my esteemed co-host, partner in crime, the Reverend Dan Hutchinson, but I am really excited about today's episode because we have another intern resting conversation and that's conversations that I have with interns that are Um, or people who have been interns here at First Presbyterian Church. And so today, I am joined by the two Ignite interns that were here this summer. That is the summer of 2020, also known as the summer of COVID. But yeah, I'm here with Caroline Lawson and Natalie Baer. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. So first, why don't you identify yourself um, for our listeners so they know whose voice is whose. And I guess we'll start with Caroline. Caroline, why don't you tell us who you are? I'm Caroline Lawson, and I'm going to Baylor University in the fall. I just graduated from Holland Hall. And what are some of your interests? I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Natalie, what about you? You're up. Um, I'm Natalie, and I also just graduated from Holland Hall, but I'm going to OU in the fall. Um, and I don't know, I think I'm just interested in hanging out with friends and family and having a good time. Yeah. So we're a big 12 room here. So we've got Baylor represented, OU represented, and then the best school in the big 12, Oklahoma State University. Go Pokes. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of a homer, (laughs) and that's okay. Um, But, so you guys were interns here at the church, right? Yes. Yes. For this summer, why don't you, um, for those who don't know, why don't you talk about what the Ignite internship is? So, the Ignite internship is, I think, nine weeks long, Um, and basically we just help out with whatever's needed at the church and grow in our faith a ton. Natalie, you have anything you want to add? Um, I think that's about it. We get to come alongside Jackson and, um, Dan and Steve and learn from them and, um, they're all people at our church, but yeah. Yeah. So this summer kind of looked a little bit different than, um, summers in the past. Um, but what were some of the things that you guys did? I know you said that you came alongside whatever Steve, Dan, and I needed you to do and, and stuff, but what were some of those things that you did? So we read a couple of books. Um, our first one was called With, and then our second one was The Practice of the Presence of God, also known as Tapotpog. Um, and then we also helped out with some Sunday school lessons. We did some um, video things for the Sunday school lessons and just whatever else they needed. Yeah, we helped out at Camp Lockridge a little bit. Um, we helped pass out food with um, Helping Hand. And I don't know, we did just a lot of things Um it was a good time. It was fun. Good. Good. And you know how to tell that because you're really into having a good time and having fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also helped clean out the powerhouse, which yeah. was very exciting. There yeah, was lots was of really gross things here. Y- yeah, don't tell people that. <laughs> Oops. 
It's not gross anymore, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow! Shot to the heart. My wonderful. We building didn't get that to I finish. Love. We didn't get to finish. Yeah, yeah. It's it's about. What would you say? Seventy percent done. The powerhouse. Yeah, it's definitely a lot better. We found some really old food from like 2010. <laughs> so, other than the powerhouse being gross, what would you say it was your most meaningful experience that you had this summer? And I did not give them them these questions beforehand, so <laughs> they are uh, processing this as uh, kind of came in with the sneak attack. So, give them give them grace. Um, for me, I honestly think it was all the meetings, like the coffees I had with Steve. Um, so we met for coffee every Tuesday at two. I'm pretty sure, um, and we just got to catch up and talk about life and how the internship was going and where I was spiritually um, and just what was going on in my life. And I think that really helped um, just like shape my internship and just like make sure I was still doing good and on the right track. Could you expand on a little bit more how those coffees were meaningful? Yeah. So Steve is just so great. He's so wise um, and he has so much life experience to share with me and I just bring up any questions I had anything I was concerned about anything I was struggling with in my faith and we would just talk about it and he would give me advice um and then the next week he'd go back to what we talked about the week before and um make sure I was still on track from um what was yeah I don't know make sure I was still doing good and yeah I don't know (laughs) so yeah no he was he was um, kind of helping with spiritual guidance and helping you to kind of be a sounding board as you sought to live out your faith in your life. Yeah, and definitely. And kind of how practically that plays out, right? Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm hearing. Yes. Okay, good. Uh, Natalie, what about you? Most meaningful experience of the summer. Um, there were a lot, which is why that's such a hard question. Um, I also loved having coffee. I got to have coffee with, um, Jackson and, um, it was kind of the same thing of just being able to bounce off ideas. And, um, he again is also very wise. Um, I also really liked being on the retreat and we had a um we had 12 hours of silence which was really meaningful and something that I had never done before and so that was really cool to just have that time um alone with God why don't you talk a little bit and Caroline you can jump in too um but talk a little bit about your 12 hours of silence and then we can talk a little bit more about the retreat as a whole but talk about your 12 hours of silence why was that meaningful So, um, I didn't really know what it was going to look like. And, um, the night before I was talking with Steve because I thought that this was such a meaningful experience and so unique that like, I didn't want to kind of take it for granted. Um, so I, he was talking to me about things that he's done, um, during that time. Um, so I was just able to kind of, I don't know, just, like it was nice to just relax and not have anything to do, but then to focus that whole day on like spending time with God. 
So Steve had a couple of devos that we could do, um, but we also just could spend time outside. Um, we had an amazing view and um, read scripture, pray, just spend time just in silence. And yeah, it was good. And yeah, that was like a big chunk of unstructured time um, for the most part, besides the Devo Steve had for us. And it was um, it was crazy how at like the end of it, I still had more things I wanted to do. Like I didn't run out of things to do. Um, it was pretty cool. So you guys had 12 hours of silence, right? So yes, no phone. Correct. No television. Correct. No books, really. You had we your Bible. Had books. Oh, we you had, had you had, had other books? Any other books that we had brought. But okay. it was just kind of, I mean, I think Caroline played some solitaire. It was just nice. kind of like whatever you wanted to do. Nice. Which was what was so cool but about being it. In but silence. then, yeah, being in silence and then being conscious that you were like doing those things with God which was what we had talked about earlier with our books of the practice of the presence of God and with. So it was cool to kind of come full circle with all of that. So Caroline, why is silence important? Is it important? Is it something that you will practice going forward? Yeah. So silence is definitely important. Um, it's like uninterrupted time to just listen to what God has to tell you. Um, our lives are so busy that it's easy to just not listen or pay attention to what God's saying. But if you have meaningful time dedicated to um, listening to him and spending time with him, it'll really just grow your faith. Natalie, anything to add to that? I mean, we see Jesus take time in silence um, and go off by himself. Um, so if Jesus is doing it, we definitely need to do it a lot more. <laughs> um, I mean, he was connected to the Father, so I think that obviously we need to do the same. So was silence, was it hard for either of you? Was it difficult? I think it wasn't really hard until we got to like hour eight for okay. me. And once we got to hour eight, it was kind of mid-afternoon, um, right before dinner-ish. And that's when it started getting a little bit like, okay, I'm ready to start having conversations now. But other than that, it wasn't really anything challenging or too challenging. Yeah. I thought that it was strange, but I don't think that it was like really challenging. Um, like Caroline had said, like by the end of it, I still had stuff that I wanted to do. Um, I only ended up doing like one of the devos that Steve had set aside because there were so many times when I was like, oh, I want to do this now or I want to do this. And um, so I don't know if it was challenging, but it was just something that I had never done before. Mm hmm. I just say that because my experience on the Ignite retreat was different. We had, oh, I don't know, four hours of silence, three or four hours of silence. And it drove me bonkers. <laughs> like I could not do it. It was just like, ah, I wanted to rip my eyeballs out because it was like the most difficult experience that I had in Ignite. Um, and I say that for you listeners because if you're not comfortable with silence, that's okay. You can get comfortable with silence. Um, do you guys plan on moving that practice forward, taking that practice forward with you in your life? 
of practicing silence? Um, yeah, I think it would be nice to take forward and but it's more just like, what does it look like going forward? Because we're not going to have a whole day designated to being silent anytime again soon, probably, unless we do a silent retreat. Um, but Steve was talking about um, at the end, like we could do a silent morning and just spend the morning in silent and stuff like that. So yeah, I might I might try and do something like that. Um, I mean, Jackson, you and I talked about this in coffee a little bit um, about spending time like kind of in like meditation ish and then like silence too. Um, and so I feel like that I've tried to kind of incorporate it into like my daily routine, but I don't know if that's always super successful. But, um, I also like when we were talking about it on the retreat, um, we were talking about how like when we were all on the retreat, all doing silence, it was a lot easier because it wasn't like we could like none of us could talk, but with a roommate or something like that, like you don't want to just be like, sorry, can't talk to you right now. You know, like I'm in my silence time. So, um, I think that it would look different, but I think it's definitely doable, even if it's just for like a short amount of time. Natalie, don't be too hard on yourself about being successful. Time with God (laughs) is always successful. You don't have to, you're right. You're right. (laughs) You don't have to have some result come out of it. Just time with him. So, We covered your most meaningful, and this could fall into the most meaningful as well, but what's the most difficult experience that you had in Ignite? Mine was a table falling on my foot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I thought you might say that. (laughs) Yeah. I dropped a table on my foot, and... That was rough. She did more than drop a table on her foot. <laughs> she indented her whole leg and damaged her nerves. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty crazy. <laughs> yep. I was 100% certain. Like, there was literally zero doubt in my mind that your leg was completely shattered. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> and then you came back and you're like, yeah, not broken. Yeah. I was like, what? Even the doctors, they would come in and they're like, wow (laughs) they were surprised so so it was funny why was that difficult Um, i mean there's some obvious reasons of why that's difficult because pain is difficult and yeah but why why don't you talk a little bit more about why that was difficult i mean i've had a lot of injuries in my life um and so i think that there's kind of i don't know i've find myself going into the mindset of like why me and like um I don't know I think that it's just me being selfish and unwilling to I don't know fully like submit to the Lord's plan and being I don't know willing to do whatever he needs me to do um but there were times on the retreat when I would go back to just like I had a time when I just was looking at all the places in the Bible where it talks about like suffering for the gospel. Um, so, I mean, I know that this is such a like small thing of suffering if you can even like kind of call it that, but I don't know. It was just kind of interesting to be able to walk alongside um, Jackson during like an injury since this has happened to me so many times, but actually have someone like a voice of reason kind of in that. Um, so, yeah. Thanks for sharing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Caroline, what about what about you? Most difficult part? Um, for me, I think the most difficult part wasn't necessarily during Ignite. I think it was once it ended. Um, just not having the constant support and structured time to spend with God every day. It's it was it was really easy to just like fall back into my normal um, everyday life, which I didn't think was going to happen so quickly or easily. Um, but I think just the time I had here every single day, we just had dedicated time, um, to spend with God and then people just talking to you all day about God, which was really great. Um, but then as soon as it ended, it was like, I just have no longer have that, um, support really as much because I'm not here at the church every day around the same people every day. Um, so that was challenging just to be like, oh, I did all this work this summer and then now I'm just like back in my normal life. I'm going to make an observation. Okay. If that's okay. My observations that you're, I, I mean, I haven't been with you since the internship ended, but my observation is that you're incredibly hard on yourself. And so give yourself some grace in the progress that you have made that I have seen um, is huge. Not just this summer, but just from when you were like in like seventh grade. <laughs> so um, what else about Ignite? Do you guys have anything that you like is like popped into your brain? You're like, yeah, I want to talk about this. Um, we also got to spend time Monday mornings with um, Janet Bull um who the best yeah is she's the awesome. best she's amazing um and so we got to walk um through ignatius exercises and um so that was really cool um it was just kind of like a new way of praying and spending time with scripture that i had never um done before so that was really cool yeah that was definitely awesome she's so sweet and um, has so many good things to tell us and speak into our lives. So that was really cool. So what would you say was the biggest area of growth for you this summer? So I know that we've kind of talked like you can, if we were drawing like a Venn diagram, there could be lots of instances that fall like in each one of these as most meaningful, most difficult and biggest area of growth. Um, but what is the biggest area of growth? for you this summer? Um, I think for me, it's just like I've grown up in the church. I've always um, been a part of the church and had religious things in my life. Um, and I think it was realizing how much more there is to it. Like I knew there was tons more, um, but just like seeing how much further along I could be in my faith and how much more I still have to learn about my faith, um, that was really eye-opening in a place of like huge growth, um, just knowing what I needed to know or some of the things I needed to know. Natalie? Um, I think kind of, I don't know, I'm definitely still growing in this, but I think realizing that kind of like everything is a gift um, and just how like sovereign um, God is just with, um, things just, I don't know, getting cut short and, um, just being able to come into Ignite and do this summer internship, even though, like, even with COVID, um, and then being able to, like, recognize where God was, even in hard times, like the thing with my foot or, 
um, just, I don't know, a lot of areas, but just recognizing just how good he is, even in such a challenging and weird time. Yeah. Do you guys have any particular insights into like doing Ignite during COVID? Do you think that that like shaped your internship at all? Or do you think that, what are your just general thoughts on this summer and COVID and how that played into it? I mean, it definitely played into it. It was very different, I think, than, I mean, I obviously haven't done Ignite before, but I think that um, it was, I don't know, I think that it was really good. Um, Caroline and I talked about this just because it, like, gave us a kind of, like, a purpose during the day, almost, just kind of like, okay, I can leave my house, and this is, like, something that I can go do. Um, so that was really nice. And then just also all the things that we were learning, I felt like that we could kind of apply them like right then and there just because we were, I don't know, learning so many things about like the Lord's character and stuff. And then in a time again, where like everything else is uncertain, um, being able to trust in his character. So I think it kind of helped us like apply things I don't know, just differently. Yeah, I definitely agree with what Natalie said. And going back to the giving us a purpose without this, I would have been so bored at home. Um, And it was so much more than just having something to do. But that was a really great part of it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah. um, But I definitely also think that it, was a way different internship than what it normally is. Um, just definitely in the aspect of like, we didn't have as many people our age to grow alongside um, because we weren't doing any youth things. And like, we didn't have any mission trips and we didn't do work with the Pathfinders. We The interns normally do um, Tina and we didn't do that. Um, so there's just a whole bunch of things we didn't do, but I don't think we missed out at all because we got to do so much more. Um, and focus so much more with like Steve and Jackson and Dan um, and just spend like so much time with them, um, which really helped us grow or me in particular grow. Yeah. <laughs> I think Natalie too. I, I love that observation that you guys both gave. Um, but I think that you guys had a unique gift in not having any programming because especially going into college, Um, because when you go to college, you don't have any programming, right? Your first church doesn't follow you to Baylor or to OU, right? Um, and so really what our hope is, is that whether you've done Ignite or not, that we have equipped and supported and, um, brought you all along through Pathfinders, Children's Ministry, Pathfinders, Exodus, to then be able to um, not rely on programming or youth group for God, but you get to be in relationship with God, right? And so your your relationship with God is not dependent on a mission trip or on something like that. And I know that you guys would have played a totally different role on the mission trips than you would um, normally, Um and you would play a very different role with the Pathfinders or with children's ministry 
than you were when you were going through it. But you guys got to really focus on your relationship with God and that that's not dependent. Yes, we're called to be in the church. Yes, we're called to be in community. Um, but um, our relationship with God is not going, bouncing from high to high of mission trip and fall retreat. And that that's not sustainable, right? That's not a relationship that is a really fun person to hang out with, right? So I think that you guys this summer kind of was a, it could be that experience if you let it be that like high experience. But what we're hoping is that it's more of the drawing you into relationship that, that you'll be able to take that with you to OU or to, to Baylor. So that's our hope and prayer. But I think that we're missing, and I can't believe that we've overlooked one huge major part of this internship and that's mirage (laughs) tell us about mirage so mirage was our mascot basically we found him in one of the first weeks of our internship we found him in a classroom um and we kind of just adopted him for the summer and he became a really important part of our internship (laughs) and you guys even had mirage shirts right Oh, yeah. We had Mirage Monday, too, which oh, was... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we posted um, Instagram stories every Monday with a little Bible verse encouragement um, from Mirage. And then Caroline surprised everyone with um, T-shirts on, like, right when we were leaving for the retreat. Um, we had talked about it, like, leading up to it. And just, like, the whole summer, we were like, we are going to make T-shirts. Yeah. And so it was so fun. <laughs> Just to have that, like, come together, it was really funny. Yeah, and we brought Mirage with us, actually, oh, because sure. we didn't want him to miss out on the fun. We oh, had people... Mirage is a male. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know. People Sorry. in Panera stopped us, and they were like, what are your shirts? <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> it was interesting. <laughs> we had to explain it. <laughs> so are you going to sport your Mirage tea at college? Oh, for sure. (laughs) I'll hang it up in my dorm room. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) We had a little photo shoot with him um, closer to the beginning of the summer, and we have like 70, over 70 pictures or something of him that we just keep going back through and posting more and more and more. He he sponsored a whole giveaway. That photo shoot was not officially sanctioned. Just want (laughs) all the listeners to know that that's not where the Ignite funds are going. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I mean, it wasn't officially <laughs> sanctioned, but they they do have some leeway and get to have a lot of fun while they're here. Yeah, he's he's a great guy, and he's a cat, right? Like a like a, a tiger, a tiger, a white tiger, white tiger. Ooh, yeah. cool. Yeah, shows yeah. how much I know about animals. Like none. I'm not <laughs> super confident that I'm not either. Really know what he, is. he could but be a liger. He could be. Yeah, he could be. An- He's just Mirage. He's just himself. He doesn't need to be anything else. <laughs> oh, too good. Too good. <laughs> so what would be some advice or what would you say to somebody, maybe next year's Ignite interns, if we have Ignite interns next year, what would you say to an Ignite who's coming into the internship, what would be some advice or some just general thoughts that you would say to them? Or maybe somebody who's considering the Ignite internship. Um, to somebody 
going into the Ignite internship, um, I would just tell them um, to enjoy every moment, not like look forward to a moment, just like live in what you're doing and find joy in that. I would say kind of the same thing, kind of make the most of it because it goes by super fast um, and just take advantage of um, the amazing people that you're surrounded by and, you know, go have coffee and lunch or I don't know, um, just kind of, yeah, take advantage of just such a unique time. Well, I personally loved having you guys around this summer um, and you guys are always welcome back coffee and for uh lunch or whatever when you guys come back into town so i don't have a door but my door is always open (laughs) Um, and i know steve and dan would say the same thing or anybody else uh, who's up on the third floor so come back and visit us definitely yeah for sure i do want to end with this and it might be a little bit strange um i would like for you guys to share one area where you saw God in the other person this summer? Um, for me, it was definitely when Natalie hurt her leg. Um, she just bounced back so quick and was so ready to just do anything, even though she couldn't really do very much. Um, and she was just trying so hard, um, to always be there and participate. Um, and, she said that she like really struggled with it. Um, but you couldn't tell. She just she she just handled it with such grace and that was really awesome to see because for me, I don't know, I think that would have been really hard and like I don't know, you just bounce back so quick. I have a couple things. Um, I think first again with my leg, seeing Caroline, um just always holding the door open for me, willing to carry stuff like my stuff because I was on crutches. Um, just like, I mean, like she said, I could barely, like, I really couldn't do much. And so, um, she was just willing to do whatever needed to be done. And, um, so I just, and wasn't like discouraged about it. Like she wasn't like, didn't get frustrated or anything. So I really admired that. And then also kind of going along with that, but her ability to just like jump in, um, and be able to do so many things like on the retreat, just seeing a need and feeling that. So that was really cool to see. Seeing Caroline, your response to, to, um, doing Lockridge, uh, chapels. Uh, I know that public speaking is not your favorite thing in the world. (laughs) Um, so the courage that you displayed and, um, I think the acceptance that God is going to make this, whatever it needs to be, um, came through, even though I wasn't there to like watch it, your, how you carried yourself, your body language, your, your attitude at the, um, end of the day, or like when you came back was not one that was even before you left, it was not one of anxiety, but it was one of acceptance of it's going to be what it's going to be. And that's okay. I've prepared, um, but God's going to make this whatever it's going to be. And Natalie, for you, um, I really saw you start to um, 
really lean in to your relationship with God. Um, not that you haven't done that before in the past, but let me rephrase that. Lean in with your relationship with the Holy Spirit and to start to rely on God's Spirit to work in and through you rather than God's instructions for you and then Natalie take the ball and run. And that's not an easy thing to do. Um, so um, I really saw... Um, God work through you in that way, in relying on the Holy Spirit for peace and comfort and responding to um, the Holy Spirit's promptings um, and just being okay with uncertainty, which is also a really difficult thing to do. So um, it's always really a pleasure to watch you guys um, in particular, but the Ignites in general um, and what God is doing in your lives. And the the cool thing about the Ignite internship is that I'm still learning from my experience in Ignite. And that was almost 10 years ago now. Maybe it was 10 years. Yeah, it was way more than 10 years ago. It was like 13 years ago. <laughs> anyway, I'm still learning from mine. And so God will continue to uh, continue to uh, teach you things and remind you things that happened this summer. So be paying attention to what it is that he's saying to you and what it is that, um, how he's drawing you closer to him. Well, you guys are the best and I'm sad <laughs> because you guys will be here. I mean, it's nice for my schedule, but like <laughs> not interrupting uh, just, you every five seconds. Oh, I don't mind the interruption <laughs> at all. No. Um, but it's really, really sad. We always, and it's not just me. It's like everyone in the office always hates when the interns leave because it just, you guys bring a youth and vitality and a joy that some of us older crotchetier peoples tend to leave at the door sometimes. So, <laughs> uh, we thank you. Um, and God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so what we're trying to do here at First Church and what we're hoping to do through this podcast is to help you guys live life on the vine and understand what that means. So Jesus is the vine and we are the branches and that we're to be tied into him uh, and that there is no life apart from him, that we're just a branch. And so if we're not tied into Jesus, then what are we really doing? And so that's, that's what our hope is for this podcast is to help you to live life on the vine. Again, Dan's not here, but I know that he uh, wishes he could be. Thanks for listening. We don't do this for you. We do this because we feel like we're supposed to do this. Um, so we do it whether you listened or not. Um, but I do appreciate that you do listen. And if you guys could uh, give us a like, subscribe, or... Uh, oh, yeah, leave us a comment, too, so that we know what it is that you guys want us to talk about. Um, and we'll tackle some of those things. Um, thanks for Eric for giving us the music for our intros and our outros. Thanks for First Press for letting us use the building. And thanks to Hannah C. Howard for letting us steal her name and use it for the recording studio. And until next week, we will talk at you later. Bye. <laughs>